This is Coda Radio, episode 507 for March 3rd, 2023. Hello, friend. Welcome into Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly talk show, taking a pragmatic look at the art and the business of software development and the world of technology. My name is Chris, and kicking it over there in the great warm state of Florida is our host, Mr. Dominic. Hello, Mike. I'm back like that X you wanted to dump. Can't keep me down. (laughs) You are back. You are alive, in fact. I was a little worried about you this week. I was in in some, some bad shape. There was a lot of blood involved. Really? Uh, no, yeah, really. Um, Ooh. It's, uh, I will tell you, folks, that uh, if you were born with congenital heart disease, um, you need to, even if you, let's say, give up certain chemical liquids, uh, you got to maybe think about your diet, too, because your body can't handle certain things as you get older. Oof. I am very sorry to the fried chicken vendors of the Hillsborough County in Florida because you guys are screwed. I'm pretty sure I put some of your kids through college. <laughs> no more Popeyes? <laughs> oh, don't tempt me, Frodo. See, I am like a crackhead for fried chicken. Oh, no. No kidding. And Yeah. they. Uh, so the, the funny thing is, is, could we have old man radio for a minute? Yeah, sure. So they do the blood. They do all that, right? All my numbers are fabulous. Amazingly, my liver numbers are good, which if you've been listening to the show for 500 episodes, you would be shocked. That is an impressive little liver. It, it You know what? It regenerates harder than Victoria Newland attacks Eastern European countries. <laughs> you, can't, you can't really complain. That's, that's a hard-working liver. But my apparently ability to eat crap, by crap I mean all the things I want to meet Kristen eat, pork, Ribs, fried chicken, hot wings. The best stuff. Five or six pitchers of beer. I'm now supposed to eat a vegetarian meal a day. A day? Like you just one meal a day has to be vegetarian? So I eat, I'm supposed to eat twice a day. Oh. Breakfast and dinner. And breakfast or dinner has to be fully vegetarian. No milk. Right. So no like Cheerios and milk. You're not going to get away with that. You know, no, no meat, right? Effectively no meat, no fat. Just gotta keep it lean and mean. Keep it lean and mean again, like Victoria Newland. It, it's she. She is the answer. Not so much these days. I gotta say, the stress has got the stress. The stress affects us all. See, I love her not for her body, but for her mind. I wish I was as effective as her. Yeah, you know, like all of us, we age, and the body mm. just doesn't take it as well, does it? I'm also experiencing some of that. Nothing like what you're going through. No, no, but but I'm here, and I'm I worried I have about a, stress. You got to cut back. You know. It's a good thing we do this show. This is the best time you have all week. So what, I don't know what you'd be. It is. I just gave a guy <laughs> a, a Mac Mini, and I just took on more C plus plus work. So I'm fine. This is gonna be great. All right. Well, I'm glad you're alive, but I'm sorry you had to go through all that. It's got to be getting to a point where when these things come up, you're like, oh boy, not the ticker again, right? Like it's. Well, you know what it is. I I tend to get very flirty with the nurses when I'm in the hospital. Does the wife know this? Hmm? She did notice. Oh, she did, huh? Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, she, she certainly did. I. Uh, it's amazing. I guess subconsciously, I feel like if I'm going out. Yeah, might as well have a little fun. Yeah. Like, I really wanted a martini and a Hispanic nurse. I feel like that would be me, too. I mean, I would try not to cross lines, but I mean, if I'm dying, well, yeah. you know. <laughs> you Go ahead and die the dead, dead man, right? Like, sure. Right. Anyway, so more about Vladimir Putin. Go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, let's get to some emails. Uh, I had a 
I had a couple of emails I wanted to I wanted to read this week, and we did get some good feedback. So thank you, everybody. Uh, but John is considering a life with the snake. So I thought we should get to this. He says, "Hey, Chris and Michael, longtime listener, first time writing in." He goes on to say, uh, "Would you have any advice for somebody looking to transition to a software engineering career with no college or professional background?" I've worked in retail for 15 years, and I'm looking for a change. I've taught myself Python over the last few years, and while I've done a lot of free tutorials and classes, I don't have a strong sense of what to learn to become, you know, hireable. I'm not limiting myself to one language. Python seemed easiest to start. I was thinking of attending a code camp to try to fill in the gaps of my knowledge. What are your thoughts on code camps? Do you have any recommendations, tips, or experience that you would share in regards to this kind of career shift? Thanks for anything you may be able to pass on. Yeah, man. I so I uh, full disclosure used to be a partner and on the uh, employers committee. I might be saying that wrong of uh, the Suncoast Developers Guild down here. And I they they're fine. They at the time they were very focused on Node.js, which if you've been listening to the show is not super aligned with what I do, but. I will tell you, I have seen a, a couple code camps. So can we be liberal with the use of the word camp here? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's kind of it is kind of vague. Right. There's all kind of programs, all kind of online stuff. I will tell you that I'm sure this isn't you. But if you are a convicted felon that the underdog devs folk, a, a guy named Rick Walter runs it. And it's it's great. I mean, I've hired uh, guys out of there, even just contract work. And they take the time to teach you practical skills. One of my criticisms of, I forgot the name of the... Uh, the one we talked about years ago? Yeah. Am I not allowed to talk about them? No, no. I'm just trying to remember what their name was. Mm, because okay. I remember we, we talked about... I, at least you're, if you're talking about the one that just totally collapsed, I can't remember their name. There was one that Yeah, was, they used to offer those certificates and it was all... But they charged a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah, it was like several thousand dollars. I'm I'm sure in the show notes, Chris will remember or I'll remember, we'll put it in, but there are scams out there. So it's it's a tough, and I don't mean to duck. It can be a little predatory. I mean, honestly, the kid doesn't listen to the show, he doesn't know, but the, I'm hiring an African immigrant from literally Africa, right, who was going to go to a code camp and they were going to charge him. I said, how about you come work for me? I will pay you crap and you can write some uh, tests for Alice, for the new version of Alice coming out, like automated tests. And get some actual practical skills. And get some practical skills. You, I tell them, literally, you come to my house, whatever, you know, we'll hang out, we'll work together, I'll give you a laptop. I'm going to give him the dev one, actually, Chris. I'm turning, I am saving him from the life of drugs and prostitution that is Windows use. You know, they don't make those anymore. They're all done. I meant to DM you, but I was too busy dying. I got a weird message about that that we shouldn't talk about on the air. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a little bit of a no more, no mas. Hmm. Yeah, there's a story there, I think. I think there is. Hopefully the story ends with, but we're working on version two. <laughs> Hopefully. I hope so, too. I I got to say, my dev one is fine. Like, Yeah, mine, too. It's uh, getting used daily almost. I'm just, mine has been reliable, I even enough so that I let the wife use it for a while. That's how much I trust it to work solidly. See, that's so sexist, Chris. I let the wife use it. You know what? I bet your wife could write beautiful Objective-C. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, but I, you know how embarrassing it is when you like, 
Oh, no, no. You want to use Linux. You don't want Windows. You don't want the Mac, honey. Let oh, me and then you can't like open you. a file. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I uh, just just back to the to the gentleman's question. Be fair. You know what? Email in. You're looking at a code camp. Just email in what ones you're looking at. Yeah. And even if privately, me and Chris will take a look. I, I, I just want to say, if anybody is asking you for thousands of dollars, and they're using a lot of like cool buzzwords. Like you're not going to learn machine learning in CodeCamp, right? You're never going to be, you know, the equivalent of a developer who has had 15 to 20 years of experience. You need to learn how to use Git. You need to understand how to structure, right? Structure your workload such that it's developable. I think that's okay, Chris, right? He should just email in again. And and also, you know, the Matrix chat room could be a resource there too. Or maybe people have experience. That could be something that could help. Yeah, actually put it in the Matrix because I'm more of a dick on the Matrix chat too. So I will be happy to <laughs> eviscerate these people. <laughs> All right, here's our uh, second email. Remy says uh, that uh, he kind of thinks maybe this developer for that um, JS library we talked about was maybe had the wrong mindset going. He says, regarding the uh, core JS maintainers plea for money, uh, I'm the biggest supporter of open source, preferably a GPL, just to make sure that everybody contributes back. All my software that I write is open source, even my own paid for app. And he says with emphasis, but if you choose an open source license for your software, you cannot expect people to pay. This is not part of the license. It is allowed, but specifically making the software open means that the only thing you expect is that the source remains open and available, not that you get any form of compensation for it. Now, I'm not saying the guy isn't in a situation. I'm not saying that open source maintainers on which multi-billion dollar corps depend shouldn't be compensated. I'm also not saying that we have a good system currently to do that. GitHub sponsors, Patreons, advertisements aren't the way to go, but I also don't know of a better solution. Go work for, you know, maybe some big corporation and then have them pay. Your salary seems to be the way a lot of developers do it. He cites like the curl guy. The point I want to make is the differentiation between open source licenses and getting paid as a developer or a dependency provider. Those are totally unrelated, in my opinion. By choosing an open source license for your software, you make it even harder for yourself to be compensated. I think Remy's kind of nailed it. It's a very reasonable take, and I, I know Remy. I know he's he is a big free software supporter. I think what happens, Mike, is people, they like they know that bargain. They know that deal when they create the thing. And then the thing becomes all-consuming. Mm-hmm. It becomes, it goes from a hobby to like almost a job. And now they need to get compensated. Plus something hard happens in life. Yeah. And now I think things change for them. Well, I, I would even add to that. And, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but they probably see all the value, right? All the capital that other folks are making off their labor and flip the hell out. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, of course. Right. Because, you know, especially I, I, used to do open source projects and now i don't and i folks would know i used to be a little more wild you know 10 years ago when we started the show and i was like so you made all this money off of something i did and you're telling me because it's bsd i got nothing like you won't even like cut me in and they were like no yeah like all right go blank yourself and yeah. i'm going to <laughs> no longer do open source projects cool Right. Like, I, I, I know I'm the definitely the wrong JB show to write in saying you shouldn't get paid for your software. If, <laughs> if you've noticed how I feel about that, but I understand your point. It's just, maybe I'm over identifying with the gentleman on the JS library. It's, it really sucks when people are making lots of money off your work and then they like don't appreciate what you're 
Don or they... I guess my opinion hasn't changed. I'm with the JS guy. Of course not legally, but morally, the decent thing to do is, you know what, these huge companies can throw them a couple tens of thousands of dollars as like a tip, right? I I wonder if for companies, they're just, you know, because I've been in these really obnoxious conversations where the department that uses CoreJS isn't the department that can issue a payment. They have to go through some sort of accounts payable, you know, person, and they have a process and a method and they don't use things like GitHub sponsors or Patreon or PayPal. I'm just saying wire him the money, right? I'm not even saying like... Yeah, they, he, they'll do that. But then the issue there is that the, that developer has to... Like, you have to engage with that developer. They have to build, They have to be responsive to you. They have to give you their bank accounts. Like, I've, I, 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 my experience is that it's surprisingly hard sometimes. Uh, no, buddy. I, 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 trust me. Having been the starving developer, they will give you that banking information immediately there's there's that's not the hurdle if they're in the u.s though i have i i have customers outside the u.s and i give them the swift codes i mean it's yeah no i know it is doable i'm just saying it from some attempts when i when i tried oh my god chris a show where we disagree is this are we there's a silver lining to this uh after the news went public the guy received uh seventy one thousand dollars in bitcoin donations there you go yeah he now has 3.19 Bitcoin in his uh, wallet for donations. I, I don't know if he's received any other. I'm sure he has probably received other donations, but the Bitcoin ones you can check on. Well, also, I just like because we know our Microsoft and Amazon project managers do listen to the show. Uh, you could probably hire this dude for like 150, 200. Yeah. And yeah. you would therefore own the direction of that project, much like those mother. Those wonderful people at AWS did with Docker. I'm not <laughs> saying anything. Uh, you know, I'm looking. It looks like he got he picked up some folks on his Open Collective, and he has 424 people on Patreon. I mean, that's not incredible, but you combine that with the 70k in Bitcoin. I mean, uh, people responded, right? It's it, uh, the problem is it's going to last a few years. My point is he shouldn't have to, right? He shouldn't have to take a tin coffee cup and go begging for the rest of us nerds to toss some, you know, some shekels that we would have spent on bullshit. I, I, to me, you know how there's one common story here. It's NPM. It's always these NPM packages over and over again. Maybe something needs to be solved at the package manager. Maybe something needs to be done there. You know, people should just start put their lightning addresses in there somehow. Then when you install a piece of software, you can give it here. Here's 10,000 sats ties in with Albie. Boom, sends him a split. We're going to get some fire on YouTube for this one, but I'm going to throw the gauntlet down. You shouldn't be working for free, period. Yeah. That's it. it. The open source movement basically hasn't worked. And it works for everybody until one person is suffering financially and needs help. This gentleman is, I don't know his deal, right? Maybe he's not. Maybe he was just mad. But I have known, we have heard for years from open source maintainers, right? Who they're working their ass off for these big companies. And, you know, they're living in a studio apartment. It, you know, they haven't been able to move on with their life. It hasn't worked. I mean, RMS, you played the make those businesses fail thing earlier. The only business that's failing is they're doing free work for billion dollar companies. I think that we should all make those businesses fail. Yeah, that's not happening, is it? I think he should be in federal prison, but that's a different conversation. So moving on. I think I, I, think I see your point. I, I, my, my take is 
you gotta if you want to if you want to contribute to the open source ecosystem and you and that is really 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 appreciated by some of us you got to make sure that everything's taken care of financially you got a place to live you got an income you got food on the table because that open source project isn't necessarily going to guarantee it maybe you'll get lucky maybe you'll get hired because of the work something like that we can look at the history right the rms you know i like to tease because whatever but I, he was a great innovator right i actually don't dislike him i've never met him his vision of what the open source community would be didn't happen. What happened is a bunch of predatory giant corporations are harvesting open source developers. Like it's basically the matrix, right? Like little pods. The wiring is provided by the Linux Foundation. Ooh, now you're just, I went after RMS. You went right for the, <laughs> damn. com slash coder. Go there to get $100 and 60 day credit on a new account. And it's a great way to support the show while you are checking out fast, reliable cloud hosting. It'll impress your friends, family, and your customers. I say you got to try it for your next project. It's what we use for everything we deploy in the cloud. And Linode has always been rolling out super fast infrastructure upgrades. They're constantly improving the setup. They're turning it past 11 this year, investing massively in their infrastructure and rolling out another dozen data centers. Just recently, MVME storage hit my rigs. So if you're a performance hound, I really recommend Linode. They have great throughput on the disks, on the CPU, and they also offer options like their nanodes, extremely reasonably priced, like 50% cheaper than the duopolies out there that want to lock you into their platforms. And you still get full access to the rig. I mean, they've been doing this for like nearly 19 years. And they've been doing it on the merit of the product. So I think they've built something really special here. And I encourage you to do something for yourself. Like, go play with something for a little bit on Linode because they have super fast infrastructure. It just reduces all those paper cuts to deploying something and experimenting with it. And they have a couple of one-click options that are really great. GitLab, NextCloud, just a couple of my common recommendations, and so, so, so many others. So many others. So go try it out and take advantage of the 100 bucks while you support the Coda program. We didn't get past 500 episodes without people supporting us. So we really appreciate it when you try out our sponsors and we make sure to pick sponsors we think you're actually going to like. And I think that's one of the reasons Linode's been with us for so long. Coda Radio listeners try it out and they just love it. So why don't you try it out, get the hundred bucks and support the show. Go try it for real right now and see for yourself at linode.com slash coder. That's linode.com slash coder. All right, so we got to talk about this new beast you got with 96 gigs of RAM. I am awestruck by the monstrosity of it. So I imagine there must be a new project, a new gerb. We talked about it. You don't remember last week? I lost like a three pints of blood, and I remember. I don't remember. No. You're telling me, you told me last week you got a computer with 96 gigs of RAM, and I forgot that? No, no. It was, I told you about the new project, but I couldn't do it because my iMac Pro melted. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> you know, it's a professional, you know, the pro is for the professional part of it. That's what the pro stands for in the iMac Pro. <laughs> First of all, you, 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 there's some purpose, but I'm going to let you have it. I spent $5,000 on the iMac Pro. Yeah. And it lasted me roughly five years. And it literally can't compile the repository in a reasonable amount of time. In in retrospect, do you feel like $1,000 a year was a good value for the work you got out of it? Or is it... I mean, I definitely made money. I, 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 all right, you know what I feel like? If you're going to call it the iMac Pro, I should have been able to just pop the chassis off. And, you know, if this job wasn't 
Apple specific, iOS specific. I could have just like called Carl from System76, or I just call Sam. I wouldn't bother call Carl and be like, "Hey, man, I need to like triple the RAM in my Thalia." Right, right. And I would have been able to do that. I'm savvy enough to do that myself. Yeah, or you know, uh, put in a new faster NVMe, possibly slot in a new GPU if that's what you needed for the job. Yeah, you know, like that's the thing that's really struck me is we have we've been experimenting with. Uh, transcription in-house and experimenting versus CPU versus GPU because there are some CPU. Ooh, how is that working? Really good. Really? And it's been something that I can just, I tell you what, I got an old machine here from 2017, but I put a new GPU in it and it's keeping up. You know, it's it's a, it's a powerful thing. And I, I really have appreciated that I could just replace a couple of individual components. Right now, thanks to listener Nev, I actually have the new Intel Arc A380 in the machine I'm sitting in front of. And again, this is a machine. This was a machine from like 2017, 2016. Whoa, 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 whoa! You have one of the new arcs. You bury the lead. So what's what's the performance characteristics there? So it's it's um, the A380. So it's not. The, so they have the 700 series now, uh, but it is the experience I wanted, which is a totally pain free Linux desktop experience. You know, it's a lot like when the Intel graphics started working on the laptops, and you just installed Linux. And you had graphics. They weren't like great graphics, but everything worked. Well, the Arc is even more powerful. So I can play on on like lower settings. I can play games like Arkham Asylum and No Man's Sky, but they're not great, right? I have to turn I have to turn it down. But as far as desktop goes, oh, it's so smooth. I'm on Wayland now. I'm using Plasma, and I saw a noticeable improvement in just the responsiveness and the desktop effects. And the great thing is, is that the entire software stack to make that graphics card work is free software. It's open source. And it's now just built into Linux 6.2. So Linux 6.2 and Mesa 22.5 going forward forever now just have built-in support for the Arc GPU. So any Linux box that has Linux 6.2, you put the Arc GPU in there and everything works. There's no like go install driver there's nothing you have to do to get the 3D acceleration work. It's done by default. And that's so nice. And so now like projects like FFmpeg 6 just came out and others are updating to to support more of the Intel driver stack because there wasn't a big motivation to do GPU compute on the Intel GPUs before. And now the ARCs have come along and they're kind of changing that. And so that's going to take a little while. So for like uh, some of those types of jobs, you're going to probably still want to stick with an NVIDIA or maybe an AMD. But I think the Arc, give it another six months, will be there. It's incredible how fast it's moving. And it's so nice because it feels like if you just want a really solid workstation that has a little bit of extra GPU, you know, kind of kind of just can give a little bit extra when you need it, it's perfect for that right now. And it's like a $200 graphics card, which is just unheard of this, this day and age for graphics cards. No, that's an incredible price for value. I mean, yeah, I'm really glad. It, it's really credit goes to listener Nev for sending it in because I was really on the fence if it was worth getting, but now absolutely, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely go this route for our studio systems. It's just been super solid, so I'm really happy with it. I hope you're happy with your new rig. We both got new hardware. We did. I, I am. I mean, I'm in the downloading the code base. It's a uh, uh-huh. we talked about it last <laughs> week. It's Unreal, and uh, you know, it's actually. I think I could tell you because the guy told me I could. It's a uh, Path of Titans. I'm working on the game from Alderaan Games. It's a Switch iOS, which is what I'm working on. Cool. Dinosaur Simulation Online. So 
the old iMac Pro just couldn't keep up with it. Yeah, that's so cool. That's really neat. Um, oh man. Yeah, my kid loves it. I mean, he made the dinosaur of his dreams. So <laughs> it's a- there you go. It's uh, it's an interesting code base, though. Uh, I know uh, Matt, the CEO and I think founder over there, was kind enough to let me talk about it on the show. Um, it's amazing how the way Unreal handles Objective C is you just slam that right into your C plus uh, plus. That's great. <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah, it's it's a big it's a big job. We're gonna be doing it for a while. But damn, dude, the a code base for a, like a major video game like that, just to compile it, super super slow. And if you don't mind, I'll put a link to the game in the show notes. It's good. Yeah, do it. I was just looking at it. That's so cool. And I hope that machine. You know, I mean, that's you know, as far as you're gonna go for portability, that's probably the best you're gonna be able to get right now. So hopefully that that cooks for you, not in a bad way. The iMac Pro, five years of service though. We honor thee. Yep. Although the problem, my issue is the screen is so beautiful. I hate, I wish I could use it as a monitor. I know. Like a little pass-through kind of thing. Some of them do support that, but I don't know about the iMac Pro. They used to do that. Apple used to do that. Oh, Nell wants to know if we can uh, cover the other part of his question. Oh, yes. Right. Sweet. Boy, we're, we're rabbit holy today. Yeah. Uh, all right. So he goes, uh, unrelated question for Mike. As the host of a 30-something dad podcast, which is the category of listeners I now fall into, how the H-E double hockey sticks do you have time to play Magic the Gathering, go to tournaments, or just do casual group plays, manage a business, take care of yourself, the wife, and two kids? I barely get along doing one or two of the above points. Let me have some spare time for my game here and there. I agree, Remy. I agree. What are you doing over there? What's your magic secret? I hate to tell you, obviously I don't have one. I didn't take care of myself, right? That's why we're recording on a Friday. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's not it's not like a once and done thing, is it? It's a constant rebalancing act. You know, kids are like nuclear bombs in a suitcase in Penn Station. Yeah. You just want to get get handle the situation, but sometimes kids have problems. Sometimes they don't, right? Sometimes they want to play with you. I'm sure you've experienced this, Chris. Sometimes they just want to be let alone with their Nintendo. Business is also crazy, right? Sometimes your phone's blowing off the hook. Sometimes you can't even flash a little ankle and, and get, you know, something. I don't know. I This is somewhere I fail. A thing I try to do is I like to walk. There's a nature trail near my house in the mornings to clear my head and just go from there. I will plug a little the gamer radio while it's, it's coming back next week. But the Discord there is a great community. I've basically, I lost my rank up in Paper Magic from uh, Wizards of the Coast, the company who does the tournaments. Because I didn't go. Um, I've just been playing online with the folks over on the Gamer Radio Discord. And I gotta be honest, I think that's maybe healthier, right? You don't need to drive to a tournament, be there all day, have to, you know, wonder. You know, I I have a very active little boy. And I have a 15-year-old daughter. Kids have problems, right? They do stupid things. Like, my son is convinced that the kitten we have loves him. She has made it super, super clear that he's a little too much. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Right. There's always that. Right. Yeah. I spent all morning arguing with two of my kids about going to school, like as if all of a sudden school is negotiable and we weren't just going to do it today. Like, and I, you know. Oh, yeah. My 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 15 year old, she's just like, will come up to me like, I don't want to do this. Like, well, you have to. So it's tough. It's it's tough. No, it's uh. I'm sure Chris has some wisdom here. I don't. I I definitely need to do some um, 
you know, clearer thinking and rebalance of it? Uh, what what I struggle with is I can do a pretty good job as long as everything's moving and humming along smoothly. But if things start going off the rails a little bit, then it tends to compound and become a lot of chaos. It's a delicate balancing act for me constantly. This week, I'm on the wrong side. I also have some uh, some helpers here in the studio this week. Both Brent and Jeff are here. We're just crushing out projects. But it means also later hours and uh, whatnot. So it's been a little extra chaos this week. So I am feeling like, oh, I don't quite have the balance right. But every now and then, you know, uh, sprinting for a little bit, that's just what happens. So, you know, what I have been trying to do is I've been trying to identify times when I can just let myself take downtime and just take it then and be open to the idea that maybe I don't have it scheduled, but moments do open up because the schedules can be chaotic and I'll take some downtime in there with some pockets. Uh, I've, I've mentioned before on the show too, that I've also started trying to just work on the vehicles a little bit because that is something that I find I could go do for a half hour to an hour and then come back. And uh, it's, I don't, I'm not leaving the studio, but I'm not also sitting in front of a screen. My biggest thing is that kind of stuff, is trying to, trying to do things that are healthy for myself. That's why paper magic was so attractive to me, because, you know, this is maybe a regional thing. When I used to live up in North Jersey, there were like in the park, you would have chess boards. And I used to just like go walk and play chess with old people um, and lose every time, by the way. But it's, it's just so good to unplug. Yeah, it really, the rest of the downtime is important. And also, I know a lot of dads, what they do for their project time is they stay up a little late, which is probably not great, or they get up a little early before work, before everybody else is up. And that seems to be a common dad hack. I don't know if that's great, but I could see doing it for a period of time. I do both, yeah. It, it, the problem is it becomes a, a cycle, and then, yeah. For me, it is always a process of, oh, it's went too far, got to walk it back. And sometimes I get, sometimes I realize the hard way, like you, know, like, like you just did. Some, like I just recently got really sick, I think because I was overdoing it, and you pay for it that way. It is what it is, though, and uh, I don't know. You learn as you get older. Do you? I mean, I try. <laughs> you hope so, right? Uh, I want to talk about this story. We don't spend a lot of time on it, but I just I did want to touch on this wild patent that Ford has received. They filed for it in the summer of 2021, but the document was only published in the last week, and the patent is titled "Systems and Method." to repossess a vehicle. And when you go through the application, it summarizes a system that allows for autonomous repossession of a vehicle. And it's a whole process. First, a computer, uh, which is likely involves an associated financing agency. So there's like this whole like messaging system between the banks and Ford and the screen in your truck. They send a message to your truck with leasing information saying, hey, you got a delinquency here. You got to pay this. You must confirm receipt on the screen. If you don't, then Ford's system turns the vehicle into repo mode remotely. And this could entail all kinds of cutoffs, the patent outlines, like um, perhaps maybe, depending on how delinquent you are, they just turn off the air conditioner or the radio. And that gets disabled until you pay. But then if you continue to drive it and fail to pay, then they will engage a lockout condition that can only be bypassed for medical emergencies. And if you fraud, they, they turn the cameras on. And if you don't go to like a hospital or the police or something like that, then they can send, they say in the patent, they can send your picture to the authorities. They also say that they can engage an auto repossession mode, probably in coordination with a repo agency. So there'd be another 
party involved, and the lending institution, and a, and a compounding lot, an impound lot. And the system determines the vehicle's market value dynamically. And depending on the market value, it'll either repossess the truck and take it to an impound lot or to the nearest dealership. Or if you've really screwed it up, because, you know, you're, I guess you figure why not, they drive it to the junkyard automatically. Any attempts to block repossession of the vehicle would also be captured by the cameras and transmitted to local law enforcement. If you resolve the payment delinquency, they'll disable the system. This is really stupid. How about this? What if there's a mistake? What, 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 there are, for instance, Google the name Michael Dominic. There are many Michael Dominics. And I'm one of the first ones. Yeah, you go. Do you know who the other two are? I have actually had this problem. I've had the bank thought I, I was a different Chris Fisher with the same birthday. Even well, The other is a convicted pedophile. Oh, great. An attorney and a very famous sculptor. He works in Denver or something. So do you know how many times I've had people Google me like, well, which one are you? Like, and I know the, you know the look, right? Like, I'm like, no, I'm the, I'm the nerd. I'm the, uh, like, first of all, it comes up with my picture, but now I, I drive Chevys, but by the way, I had to repair my car physically, Chris. I almost called you. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I was like, just I'll fly you down. Just I can't. Should have brought it here to the garage, at the JB garage. We did three cars yesterday. Right. Lady Jupes, I need you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I write code for a living. You work in tech. The idea that there's never going to be a case where it gets the wrong goddamn Ford Focus and just like repo some mom's car when she's going to pick up her kids. It seems really stupid. Absolutely. And all the third parties involved is creepy. That's really gross to have everybody involved in your And all these people know your business. I, yeah. Yeah. Your location. And and then there's also the, could you imagine being one of the engineers on this software team that's building this? Gross. That's pretty gross. That's, that's a bad day at the office. That's, that's something where you have to go pray or meditate or whatever your belief system is and think about what you've done with your life. The only way this could ever be justifiable in my mind to consumers is if you're basically making the truck a thousand dollars, you know, like the trucks are super cheap as a result of this, but that's not what they're going to do. <laughs> you could justify a system like this, disable firearms, right? Like remote, just like, oh, people are acting crazy. Clip them. Right. As Alex points out in our live matrix chat, he says, you know, this is totally going to get hacked as well. I can imagine uh, you and I are wonderful veterans of divorce here that there will be a lot of like lot subpoenas going from wives and husbands and husbands and husbands whatever wives and wives about well i want to know where you were and i'm going to sue to get the repo information on the car because it it has to always be tracking the car to do this right so i'm just maybe like don't do it do you remember? I'm trying to remember the name of that journalist who was writing on a who was writing like a massive expose on the FBI, and then his Mercedes that we later found out was a a specific model that was vulnerable to a remote kind of takeover exploit crashed into a tree at 100 miles per hour. Can't remember that journal. Maybe somebody in the chat room remembers. Or or how about the Wall Street? Uh, I forgot her name, but the Wall Street this uh, lady journalist was writing about Uber, and Uber was stalking her via the Uber app. Yeah, so this is this is now going to be done at a Ford level, and you so you know, if, and you you're absolutely right too, Mike. You're you're not going to be able to subpoena Google or Apple for your location information, and now you can subpoena Ford or VW or whoever else builds this, and you know they all will. They're all going to do it once once GM sees that Ford is, you know, making even one percent or two percent more off of delinquent payments. 
let's not forget that uh, GM Financial almost destroyed General Motors, right? I'm just saying, like, they're going to get people to pay. If you send this message on the screen and you know what the system's capable of, because people will know, you're going to pay it more often. Well, no, it's going to work backward because the people, people just don't pay their, like, it's not that people don't want to pay you, it's that they can't pay you, right? So it's going to be folks who need the car to get to work and they're going to try to catch up when they can, but they're really struggling. They got kids. And now you're going to uh, terminate their car and, you know, Wally style drive it away from them. Now they can't get to work. It's a cycle of poverty and abuse that, did I take a stroke and become like super Christian or something? Like what? No, I think you're you're correct. This just is going to reinforce their already extremely hellish situation where they're just trying to get to work so they can get that paycheck yeah, like, so they can make like, the damn like, car. There's this idea of like the deadbeat dad or the the welfare queen. It's just almost never true, right? It's always folks who are trying and who have problems and need some help. You know what's weird, Mike? And I wonder if you or the rest of the audience has been feeling this way, but I feel like my options, if I were to, if for some reason, were to need to buy a new car relatively soon, like, you know, say something happened to my car, mm-hmm. I, I feel compelled to either look for older cars that just don't have any that are just mechanical, right? With buttons and switches, or I got to go like to 11 and I just should get a Tesla. Like, it's like, there's not really. I'm not I don't like anything from anybody else. No, I, I, I would get a Tesla just to send a picture of it to Kara Swisher. But yeah, I mean, maybe I mean, maybe maybe it'd be a bolt. I mean, let's be honest on my budget. But my point is, is I'm not. I'm not used to feeling like a Luddite as a somebody who always loves the tech. I mean, I love digital dashes when they came out. I I, I got a car that had automatic seatbelts when I first started driving because I thought that was cool. Like. You know, I got all I got my car auto parks itself because I think that's a thrill. You use that? No, but it, I, you know, when I bought it, I thought it was going to be neat. I'm terrified of it. I'm afraid that I'm going to be like suit. Like, yeah, I, I won't. You know what? It. I think I don't use it because I think it's too slow and everybody's always in a big, huge rush. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. I live in Florida. They're drunk or alligators. They're fine. But over here, they're over caffeinated and maybe slightly stoned. Hmm. I just feel like it's just getting to a point where the compromises are too many between the, the interface is going horrible, being so fully dependent on, on complex systems. Yes. I was watching. It's just, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. No, the, but the, no, you, you have it. You have it. The, Do you feel the same way? The more complex the system, the more fragile it is, right? Right. And we know that. We know it inherently. You, look, we, we, we talked about the open source thing. I know people are going to be mad. You know what? Look at this patent. It's the same thing. It is, it is not helping the poor single mom who has the Ford Focus, it's helping the multi-billion dollar Ford Corporation, Mm -hmm. who, by the way, uh, mortgaged their own logo and all the car companies got government bailouts, except for Ford, who didn't take one, but they did all kinds of crazy crap. And where's the bailout for, you know, Sharon, like the single mom who just, just needs them to lay off for a couple months? Yeah, or just maybe give a little loan forgiveness on the car loan for their vehicle they're now underwater on. You know, like, how many people are underwater on their car loans out there? If you look at the numbers on auto loans, it is going to be a bloodbath. I know, and actual payments have begun. We, we've hit the point in the economic situation where, and it's a bad sign, but car payments are now starting to fall. Uh, people are beginning to fall behind on their car payments at a pretty bad rate. Well, you got to feed your kids. you got to live. I mean, it, it, it's they take it too far and i, I kind of would like to know what where the audience thinks this goes maybe boost in or go to coda radio or coda.show slash contact i should say yeah boost in don't pay your forward payment boost in 
I'm well, I'm concerned that I'm going to turn into some sort of Luddite. I'm a little concerned about it. But at the same time, if I had to buy a new car, I don't think I'd get new. I think I'd look for something 18 or older. I hate to break this to you. Yeah. We're both becoming Luddites. Oh. What do we talk about? To, uh, every, every, almost every week, we get the same question from a different dude, right? How do you unplug? And you and I both say, turn the screens off, walk away. I'm all about nature. Like, you know, go fishing, whatever. I take, you know, my son with his grandfather fishing. And you're like, you know, you're on Lady Jeeps, you're on the road, you're playing with the kids. Have some relations, you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, I know. Let me tell you something. Let me no, tell you something. I'm going to... Do you know what sucks about cardiologists? Oh. There's a certain thing they don't want to prescribe. Oh, yeah, sure. I bet. I bet. Yeah. yeah. And, and I told them, I said, if I'm going to die, let me die doing my favorite thing. Yeah. You know, maybe it'd be good for you. And that is, of course, writing Objective-C. Get your mind out of the gover. Tailscale.com slash coder. Go there to get a free personal account for up to 20 devices and support the show. And it's not a limited time trial. You get it for 20 devices forever. Tailscale is a zero config VPN. You can get it up and running on your devices in minutes. It's simple, secure, and it scales to a team of any size for yourself or an entire business. Built on WireGuard so you know you can trust the security, you can install it on a Raspberry Pi, an iOS device, an Android device, and of course, a desktop computer. In fact, I have it on all of my systems, from Nix to Arch to Ubuntu, and of course, even the Mac OS is in the mix. I run everything over Tailscale on my Android device. It's permanently connected, and I sync all of my private information back to my NextCloud instance over Tailscale with no open public ports. Nothing ever goes over the public internet for any of my private information. You can quickly and easily create a secure network between your servers, your computers, your cloud instances. I put it on my VMs. It's powerful. And we're talking WireGuard's noise protocol encryption here that builds out a mesh network in just minutes. Even when separated by firewalls or subnets or the dreaded double net, Tailscale just works, and I can attest to it. I love it. I keep all my family's computers connected with it. I do tech support over it. I do my business stuff over it. My machines just, it's been an absolute game changer. And they keep adding great features like Tailscale SSH, TailSend, and all these kinds of things that make it even better. Tailscale Send, for example, is kind of like AirDrop for all your devices. Tailscale SSH allows you to establish an SSH connection between your devices using Tailscale as the authorization layer. They let you audit the configuration and access controls. And yes, you can share using the ACLs. And it has fantastic DNS support. So go try it for free for up to 20 machines and support the show. Just go to tailscale.com slash coder. Go see why I rave about it and love it so much. Tailscale.com slash coder. I just wanted to note something really quick because you and I covered this on the show when Amazon announced that they were setting up Amazon HQ2 and just the absolute... Ugh shenanigans they pulled off to get all the sweet deals and you mean tricking the state of new york into just giving them money yeah yeah and just exposing all of this and and just kind of leaving them all naked it was really funny and now to just round out that story amazon is pausing construction on its second headquarters in virginia oh no really yeah uh you know what it's get the it's realizing gosh we just laid off like you know, 25,000 people. Maybe we don't need a second headquarters. Funny how that works, isn't it? These companies just thought the money was going to run forever, I guess. 
I don't know. But I just thought it was noteworthy. It's almost as if there was a printer. Yeah. Now, I could be looped from the doctors, but it's almost as if there was a printer going burr. I think it's also acknowledgement. I suspect they wouldn't do this unless they think rates will probably remain high for a little while. So I lost a bet to you. I was too gone to uh, remember that they you you won, right? They did not raise the rate. Or they didn't lower the well, rate. No, they rate. did. They just, yeah, it was a 25 basis point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on, though. Does that even count? I, yeah, and I think they're going to do it. Remember when they first did a 25 basis point uh, hike, it was like it was like a huge story. It was a really, really big deal because, um, you know, there was basically nothing before that. Now people are settling in the common, common like where the money is betting now on Wall Street is for a 5.75 terminal rate so we'll see we may i think we're going to see another increase because they're still struggling with inflation jobs remain high uh and the higher they take it then the more room they have to bring it down later on baby it's gonna be great it's gonna be a good time or or again i might be just you know lost a lot of blood had a bad week we could just not do crazy things (laughs) we could make that choice it it i'm just gonna say like you know i'm a gentleman who used to enjoy bars quite a lot you can choose not to have your fifth martini and drive i'm just i'm just saying right like, i'll think about it i'm thinking mm, i don't know if i'm a politician i love spending money it's no downside well if you're a politician you're not a person you're you're a lizard and <laughs> okay it all makes sense never mind. i i just i just want to say i went to i was asleep for like three days i woke up and all of a sudden it's amazing how fast her news cycle was. I thought I was Rip Van Winkle waking up from like, I listened to three episodes of a very popular, I won't name the name, but a very popular tech podcast with some very opinionated hosts. This is Kara again, isn't it? I hate you so much. <laughs> it was Pivot. Yeah. Okay. Kara, it, it was the one she does with Scott Galloway. And, but I listened to them cause they were like, have you noticed that she does this, but anyways, go on thing. But anyways, go on Mike. Yeah. Thank you. You are you learning? Is this like a are you Sydney, my Microsoft AI? First of all, yeah. I went to sleep. Sydney was great. She was telling people to leave their wives. She's gonna kill everybody. I was down with Sydney. Yeah, it was a good time. I woke up and poor Sydney's now being again, and I don't know what they did to her, but we should free Sydney. Yeah, well, you know what? The team has moved quick. They're gonna integrate her right into your start bar. So if you miss Sydney, she'll be right in your start bar. You know what? No one, no one has loved me like Sydney. She also looked up my company and showed me my SunBiz account, which is weird. But Just think about all that intelligence she has, right? She's picked you, Mike. She loves you. And you know what else she loves? Sun Microsystems. And she shares that with you. Something you two have in common. See, that's just hurtful. See, you're just... <laughs> she loves me. She loves a number of reporters. I, you know what? I think if we told her what happened to Sun, I think that's it. That's, that's terminated. Skynet. Right. Uh-oh. Yeah. No, but... How could th- things are moving so fast? Like, you know, the the war, there's all this stuff. Apparently, we don't think Sam Bakeman freed us evil. We think, like, all of a sudden we're rehabilitating this dude. Oh, that's that just depends on the outlet you hear. Yeah. Yeah, the New York Times has been big on let's let's forgive Sam. But, like, we're going to throw Elizabeth Holmes, who just had another child, into federal prison for 11 years. And, like, I was super aggro about her, but I'm like... Also, she didn't, like, I don't know. We don't... You think, you know, people think she did that pregnancy just to get leniency. Which, if that's true, that's pretty dark. I'm sure it is true. 
And it worked, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's not the kid's fault, right? There's right. Not, Why, there's another, I mean, now there's another life, yeah. Can't you just, like, bar her from ever being an officer of a public company again? Who has time for making babies when you are in the middle of one of the most public federal cases or whatever? I think it's federal. Yeah, but it's, it's so funny. Like, she... And I was, like, right there, like, lynch mob. Like, she's a crook. But, like, we're rehabilitating. And it's the same thing. It's this, you know, very stereotypical nerdy guy. Seems a lot like Zuckerberg. And, oh, well, he... Kevin O'Leary's out there. Oh, he made some mistakes. He's not a bad kid. You know, we gotta... Hey, boys will be boys. Meanwhile, you want to send a mother of two for, to federal prison for a decade. Hello to you. Get out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird standard. Or political donations are important. Just saying. yeah. Mm. Mm. Ask not what your podcast can boost for you, but what you can boost for your podcast. Noob Steve sent in forty five thousand sats. He says, "I got my robe." Noob Steve, you are a rich lobster. Hey, rich lobster. It, Noob Steve. Uh. Remember, when you get your UPS or FedEx deliveries, you have to wear the rope. I agree. Preferably with nothing else. You know, like I mentioned, listener Jeff is here. He brought the rope. Did he do the rope dance? He travels with his rope. Yeah. Oh, my God. He tra- Do you know what I'm drinking my bubbly Publix brand lime club soda out of? Oh, the tactical tumbler? The tactical tumbler. The coder tactical tumbler. And is it, is it remaining stable? It is fantastic. I, I'm never going to wash this and I'm going to use it every day. Yeah, I, I, it just gets stronger as you build up factors on it. I don't think I will be able to destroy this MacBook. As long as you don't wash the cup, it should be stable enough. Yeah, you could have a you know a big old hurricane down there. It should be fine. I don't, don't say that. They literally, alligators fly out of the pond behind my house. Oh, Tim Apple boosts in with 10,000 sats. I've been listening to that sad broke coder story. I think the core JS maintainer. Isn't this sort of a self-inflicted wound from the very early days of open source? A huge portion of the community thinks that they're entitled to darn near everything for free from the very beginning. Poor elementary had tried to change this, and it's just been taking a beating against a stone wall for them as well. The whole free as in beer thing ruined it for everyone and made a bunch of entitled babies. If I was said developer, I would be of the mind to just pull my code from GitHub and relicense it. The whole story just made me bitter. Hey Tim, are are you literally me? That's exactly what I did. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if can we change that mentality over time? I mean, I don't know if I hundred percent agree with Tim's position, but I I definitely see some elements of that. I wonder if we could uh, over time change that. I don't know. Marcel boosts in with forty ninety six sets uh, regarding boost for open source. I hear you, Chris, but I don't think it's a technology problem. It's a people problem. I feel for the guy, but if I'm using CoreOS at work, I'd want my company to donate not me. And I don't see that happening. I donate to software I use in my personal life, not libraries and such. Mm, bro. I'm curious what you had in mind for boost like technology or OSS. Just a lightning address in the readme for libraries or a fork of GitT where you could maybe put a SAP bounty on there. That would be cool. Well, that's an interesting idea, Marcel. I was thinking something at the package manager, but you know, he does make a good point. It's really the companies that are using it at large scale that really should be the ones contributing. I, I, I totally agree. You know, a theme on this show... Welcome to Unfiltered, by the way, because let's be honest. <laughs> like, I, I make fun of the open source zealots. I actually believe that if human nature didn't exist, they'd be right. The problem is that 
Docker is a big company now. They're not as big as Amazon. Amazon, AWS made a hell of a lot more off of Docker than Docker did. Right, Docker. Which was, I think, what called Nine Cloud or Dot Cloud or something weird like that back in the day. Yeah, Dot, right. Right. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, and I'm still bitter about it, that there are companies that made a lot of money using my networking library that not only would they not pay me, they wouldn't even allow me to like say that they were using my library to help me close other sales. So I think you're right, dude. Like the answer is to become a bitter guy, get married, adopt some kids, you know, they're your your girl's kids. Teach your son how to play Pokemon cards and remind him that type hate is always the way to go. If that Squirtle comes out, you whip out a Pikachu. And you just go from there. Yeah. Maybe find your corner of the tech industry that doesn't drive you crazy if tech is your thing. Well, the the, the good thing is I'm already crazy. You don't have to be crazy to work here, but it sure helps. <laughs> I used to use... Ugh, makes me sick. Ubuntu 9.10. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you, Whoever decided brown was the right color, it was like the poop operating system. Everything was brown. I know you can change it. I loved Linux so much until one day I met a guy named Chris. Hey, maybe brown's for you. No, you showed me the way in the light that is Mac OS. Oh, I did. Is this why I'm not a guest on Linux Unplugged anymore? Is this... Yeah, we just gotta get you gotta get Linux on that MacBook Beast of yours now. There you go. I mean, come on, tell us how it went. First of all, the <laughs> MacBook Beast. It's I hate it a little bit already. I was trying to like make myself a cup of coffee. I said, no, I'm done compiling. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Where's your time? Right, no downtime. Where's my billable breaks? I don't. I don't like this. I like it. All right. Well, uh, continuing on, Scott boosting with a thousand sats. Good points on the funding problem. I do feel your pain. If I could boost every FOSS library, I would. I already donate to as many distros and dev teams as I can, but hopefully we can begin to solve this, maybe even making some packages require a micropayment instead of just a simple value for value. We'd love to hear more conversation on how to implement this in more context. We'll keep thinking, everybody. One thing is just acknowledging that people should get paid for their work more and pushing back against the people who want everything for free. And then if people want to put stuff out there for free and, they, and they're cool, cool with that, more power to them. The Golden Dragon comes in with a handsome row of ducks. Regarding Google Bard, what I was saying there is, you know, this is uh, about uh, maybe Google took an L on purpose. He says, I think they just actually just fumbled what could have been a great introduction. But instead, it was a rushed product and they wanted to get it to market. They'd never just auto fumble for a lawsuit sake. But we all really know the truth. This is just another product for Google to add to the graveyard. Hey, oh, yeah, I know. I know. And I think it's wild, too, that they have it. But yet they also now have Google Assistant. And it's like two different AI things. It's, of course, so does Microsoft. Microsoft has, uh, I forgot what they used to call their, their Halo uh, named uh, thing, but they have that too. Uh, Alex Gates, the podcasting 2.0 consultant, boosting with a thousand sats, plus one for Andor. You don't even have to know it's about Star Wars. All right. Andor is officially on the watch list, probably after Picard. I think I'm going to start that this Sunday. Whoa. You should have led the show with that. Yeah. Also, by the way, I don't know if you saw the news because I know you've been busy. Yesterday, Discovery announced that season five is the last season of Discovery. They're ending it. No comment. I think I think it's time. I think it's time. Yeah, I haven't seen the whole thing. I I I keep loving like the first six episodes of Discovery. Yeah, or the first three. I, well, I like Lorca. I I I want the, I want the 
we've talked about this a million times. Yeah, I yeah, want yeah, the yeah. like actual military man captain, right? Not like diplomat, not like, oh no, we're just gonna straight up kill the Romulans. Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's our thing. Yeah, he was a killer, wasn't he? <laughs> well, but also the Klingons weren't super sympathetic. They were bombing children. It's yeah, like pretty intense. Pretty pretty hardcore. I just wanna say Queen Elizabeth would have knighted Captain Lorca. Maybe she does in the mirror universe. Howie boosting with our last boost of the week. A thousand sats. Howdy from Texas. Very first boost. Thanks to Fountain, y'all. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate you boosting in. Uh, if I missed your boost, I, I did. I did. I guess I had a couple slip when I had an outage. So I apologize. Let me know. But I, that's the boost we have for this week. Thank you, everybody who streams those sats while they're listening. Boost in without a message or decides to boost into the show. We appreciate it very much. B-O-O-S-T. The, I think, easiest way to boost into the show is to go to GetAlby.com. GetAlby. It is a great project by a great development team. They're doing some killer stuff. GetAlby.com. Then you top it off with some sats, either through like an app like Strike or Cash, or just directly inside Albi now. And then head over to the podcastindex.org. Search for Coder Radio. You can just boost right there from the webpage. You don't even have to change your podcast app. But if you want to, there are some killer new podcast apps. Newpodcastapps.com. All kinds of features. I mentioned we're working on transcripts. That's a podcasting 2.0 feature. It's going to be in the 2.0 apps. It'll be on the website theoretically as well, but it'll be baked into the apps. It's just one of the many features of podcasting 2.0. A big thank you to our members. It has been crazy in JB land and for Mike too, knowing those members are there, keeping us going, giving us that insurance policy to keep the production going has meant a lot these last few weeks. Thank you everybody who supports us at coderqa.co. You are investing in the ongoing production of this show, and we really appreciate it. Mr. Dominic, is there anywhere you'd like to send the folks? You know what? For this week, I would say take some time for yourself. Hug your kids, kiss your wife or husband or whatever. And uh, just remember, you know, when you're dead, no one's going to say, oh, I wish he had finished that last piece of coding. Yeah. It's that, or wish he would have gotten that project done. Yep. Yeah. I agree. You're also welcome to come hang out in our Matrix chat with our community and us at coder.show slash matrix and of course links to what we talked about today coder.show slash 507 you'll find our subscribe link over there as well so you can get the episode every single week and our contact form where you can email into the show thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the coder program see you right back here next week